my question is uh, is it being organically cultivated not to my knowledge but uh, this is essentially a weed sir so it grows organically nobody goes and fertilizes it with chemical fertilizers uh, anybody who is interested uh, i will advise him to go and take a holy dip in rishikesh or uh, haridwar and just keep your eyes open to the road side and you will see it growing rampantly through miles and miles uh if it is commercially grown possibly down the line with the research people will use some fertilizers and some pesticides and i guess your concern is driven by consumption and then some uh, similar elements going into human body etc etc since i have already given a disclaimer on this consumption and for medicinal use the thc and cbd is derived out of a process which will be you know with with great uh, i mean that side of things are very regulated so they will uh, do that under those regulations so such substances will not find the way and uh, other industrial ones uh, for instance in concrete one one which i have mentioned or in clothing etc i think uh, the the process of building those material will leach out uh, all these things uh, in fact your uh, other things present in your environment will be far more damaging to you by way of you know uh, artificial uh, additives can you i mean uh, tell us something more about uh, influence of opm on our freedom movement as well as influence of opm in china through british domination opm should be another area of serious research but the truth is lot of information is available on how british did things about opm in fact uh, if if you are uh, you know literally inclined uh, i would uh, greatly encourage you to read the book sea of poppies by amitabh goy it's a wonderful book huh? and and you'll get a uh, lot of answers Hello. you just said about certain plant or grass that it prevents aging process and it prevents alzheimer which is related to memory so do i want to know whether such plants prolong our life also or there are some other plants or grasses or natural yeah, i think sir you have missed uh, some part of the talk essentially this same plant which we call marijuana or hemp or some derivatives of this that only are used for uh, preventing aging uh, i will not you know prescribe or uh, give any comment and as to how it is it should be used medicinally medical use should be all said and done under certain guidance and certain good understanding at least even if you do it voluntarily so anybody uh, who is interested in using it for medicinal purpose i would encourage them to you know definitely consult their uh, medical practitioners and have a good look at available literature before you know uh, they they use it but like i said more than 150 papers i have personally seen so there is enough evidence as per the modern scientific research norms that this is a medically beneficial 
plant and its derivatives are medi med medically beneficial. You mentioned plastic. I'm curious about what is. I mean, how is, is this a replacement for plastic? The second is uh, related to growing in India. So I'm actually funding a project with IIT Delhi for uh, weeds to paper. Hopefully, it will get selected. Weeds to paper, yes. Sir. Weeds ah. to paper. So we are looking so at this, this uh, Juliflora, uh, which is Vilayati Kikar, and uh, also hemp. But IIT Delhi has refused to look at hemp because of legally legal issues of growing. So, now, so, so uh, I, 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 it's it's great to have audience like this who who bring uh, you know the focus on how it stymies your own interest. Either because of somebody else did something else and you signed something ignorantly etc etc and now you can't use something which is indigenous to India, grows rampantly, grows wild, grows very fast, is abundant, doesn't harm you. I refer to the British report 3000 page. It is available. Please go through it. Greatly encouraged. And because if I will grow at this moment it is illegal, as soon as I grow some cop can come and tell how, uh, in fact one of my colleagues as an anecdote I can share, it happened because this grows wild, in somebody's garden it started growing, then someday cop, cops landed up and said you are growing this, then that guy was able to get out of the situation by saying look I cannot control weeds, uh, now you are telling me it is a weed or a problem, I will remove it. But it has, I had nothing to do with its growth. It grows that way. In fact, if we grow out, go out uh, in the in this lane, for all you, we know, we might find it growing somewhere in the corner. But uh, coming to your point, uh, Rahul, if people like IIT, for instance, if I obtain not uh, the, the, because you need stem only for paper, which is not, not, not narcotic or psychotropic. So they can actually obtain it and do and, and if you will uh, need my help, I will come and talk to them to help you because if we can bring a paper as such there are enough papers because I have not you know, I did not think that maybe people will find the, the way of making paper out of <laughs> marijuana kind of you know, the technical discussion very interesting, I, I did not touch upon it. But you can very well imagine you know, I have the whole plant. Only the flowery top part is giving me that other thing. The whole plant is full of fiber and stem is having again 3-4 layers. So there are different layers and different things are found out of that. So uh, the research is very very uh, much uh, to be encouraged and um, this is what has lagged. If we would have researched on, on hemp plant for last 50 years, probably given our natural advantage to grow it, we would have been growing the best hemp in the world, which will produce whatever the best secondary derivative, etc, etc. Uh, it can even be used for making alcohol, etc, you know, because eventually the fiber uh, can be, you know, fermented, etc. So once it is, and then we have a lot of wasteland in India. So in fact, I was thinking whether I should go and research as to how much wasteland is available versus what is grown on that wasteland and can we use sort of leverage the, you know, giving some kind of a government scheme that okay, I will give you 50 acres of wasteland 
for for whatever some very small leaves and you please try to grow uh, you know this kind of plants but what rahul mentioned uh, actually uh, maps to this so if iit comes with a report which supports this kind of a thought maybe this kind of government scheme can be launched you know we have lot of wasteland although we have very in this aspect india has been very lucky we have lot of agricultural land as compared to the entire surrounding region and we still we have lot of wasteland and we have lot of slopes also and lot of rain happens in certain areas in certain you know uh, for instance uh, malabar it grows because they have slopes of the western ghats and they have a lot of rain so wherever it uh, finds that right footing it grows on its own uh, so uh, we would stick to your initial disclaimer that this is not to promote recreational use of marijuana but uh, if i were to play the devil's advocate the popular argument is that if you legalize let's say marijuana then it can be better regulated and uh, like the criminal usage of it and the benefits that criminals are or like that network is deriving out of it can be regulated and otherwise how is it any different from a cigarette or other things which are legal in india so why not legalize that uh, uh, first a disclaimer uh, ha huh. no, demand in usa to legalize is for the medicinal use possibly for recreational use also because even when you Canada smoke you legal. harm yourself a little but you gain something also it's it's a it's a if you will ask my personal view every time you take a chemotherapy same thing happens it harms you and it cures you so you actually and, and we have seen that uh, certain patients succumb and to chemotherapy only to, to my knowledge and some people recover because it has given them more good and less harm so uh, if he is asking me uh, that uh, whether they should give a carte blanche legalization i don't see too much of problem because of whatever is the past history of india we have never used it rampantly that's why i was encouraging that what solid data we have any research you you cannot you know build it on uh, suppositions and conjectures you build a hypothesis and then you look for evidence so we already have evidence uh, of of those british studies and my lament in fact my whole purpose of this uh, was that people should get interested in researching so uh, I, I, i mean my friend is already on the ball <laughs> uh, thank you very much uh, for a very nice uh, talk first and foremost so i have two observations it's a pleasure ma'am <laughs> yeah. uh, two observations one is what you talked about the cultural aspect um so the use of bhang is actually more in the north of india as far as i know because i'm from bangalore. are you from south ha huh? yes. okay i'm from bangalore and we've never really used bhang the first time i i got to use it even was when i went to study uh, in delhi that's one so what is your view on that is there any literature available on why that was because all of us are shiva worshippers and everything but ye tradition nahi hai ki we will use bhang the second thing is also one of the points very interesting observation <laughs> so i i just wanted to know if you have read up anything on no no there, there, you you realize that as a researcher i see one direct correlation and one inverse correlation and that contrast is interesting <laughs> the second observation is actually more with regard to the usage right among the many uses that you mentioned which are valid one of the other uses which i accidentally discovered is also in toiletries now there's a very well known brand called the body shop which is now under l'oreal 
which actually has launched a, a range of uh, skincare like moisturizers and things. Hemp. They actually put it as hemp. They've got many different ranges. So I have a feeling that so they, they have probably have derived other oils and have used it in. See, I'll share they with you. To advertise it as hemp. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The hemp range. No, no. I, let me share some additional data. Unless yeah. you you would like to add something to the question. So, ah, okay. If we can do it with that, then why can't we? What is the problem here in our legal? There is a there is an edible oil also possible out of hemp. I don't know whether it is derived out of seed only. But I suspect probably it is dried or the seed and I have seen because I have tried to search uh, for hemp oil. So I have a feeling that hemp oil is the generic oily portion which is edible but non-psychotropic. So probably they extract uh, first the, the THC portion and then balance oil is edible. But uh, to be very frank, here I am guessing a little. I have not gone into the detailed chemical uh, uh, chemical engineering oriented process, but it is commercially available. Uh, I in fact, uh, I checked uh, through certain uh, online uh, portals. Uh, it is available for something like 350 rupees. But uh, 350 rupee oil is not the, the psychotropic part. That kind of oil which is psychotropic part which is medicinally used or the CBD part roughly comes for 5 to 6000 rupees for uh, very small 10 cc, 5 cc kind of amounts. And given its medical usage, this is another uh, thrust uh, which is uh, why shouldn't it be grown in greater number, why this oil should not be made available to those who are in some medical need at a far cheaper rate. Shaivites have association with bhang consumption. So one is cultural. I have also consumed bhang during holies, you know, because they mix and make a nice thandai kind of drink, which can be with bhang or without bhang. But when you want to have that kind of fun, little bit doesn't hurt you. There is an aspect of Siddha Vaidyam in uh, in South India. Siddha medicine you are saying, yeah, essentially, the, the branch of branch Indian of, school, Indian medicine. So, Siddha it, is one, North uh, Indian is slightly different. Huh? To, to my, <coughs> uh, again, uh, intelligent guess, and shown that. So, every time uh, audience here is making intelligence guess, actually, it is opening a door for further investigation. So, in that sense, I am, you know, not only entertaining, but even if I don't have the answer, I am actually trying to address it. Now, uh, the observation is, in the Siddhavadya books, they talk about uh, medicinal plants grow, grown on the foothills of where the where Uti is currently. And their uses, especially the root, or the uh, stem, as well as the leaf and the fruit. And the drawings of which more or less resembles the hemp. So, the use of this has been there probably even no, no, before it was there, I am very sure uh, that uh, Indian, uh, I have not been able to search the Indian medical texts because of the linguistic searchability kind of a problem. So, of that, is, that is the second aspect I am saying. But if we have a uh, very isolated uh, knowledge between North and South and there is hardly any bridge. There yeah. has very rarely been any uh, translation of these uh, writings of South. I am in complete <laughs> agreement with you. I have stayed in South for long periods myself. I studied from Calicut. Uh, I was there for about five years, and uh, I visited some of these Vaidyashalas, which were actually even more uh, prevalent uh, in my time. I finished my engineering sometime in '85, 
So, um, uh, you could go and talk to them and at that time I could converse a little bit in Malayalam, now it is all rusted away. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this, um, this barrier exists and, and uh, the, the forums uh, and the excellent work done by my colleagues and friends in Srizen Foundation is one of the ways at least I have been able to hear her perspective and yours and you have been kind enough to <laughs> you know bear me out. So, this is how it will happen actually and, uh, and lot of good things can come out of it to be very frank. I have seen one thing and this is I am giving a very overarching and perhaps a controversial statement. Wherever Indian and in general any knowledge tradition which was uh, indigenous to any area, whatever modern technology has brought to it, it has rarely been able to improve upon that paradigm. They, it has settled to its most optimal level and it is rarely improvable. No, that is because it has always been uh, suboptimal to what existed. Yeah, so, so it has gelled with it to the extent that there are no spaces left. This totally seamlessly part of the that pattern. But uh, again, uh, some people will not agree, they will you know say that look uh, we brought a solar panel and this and that, but if you will actually break it down to a, a certain level, you will find that indigenous param paradigm is still is in an overall better way. So we were having some nice conversation about urbanization you know before we started. We have done many western style developments uh, you know. But I, 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 I would again probably take this offline with you and uh, encourage her. Uh, uh. Sir, my, my question is that uh, Marijuana and they are both used in uh, edible or eatery and on industries. Yes. So they become a very uh, important uh, plants and they have the medicinal value because uh, they are in the edible oils and other side of it. But what is the strength when they are used in the industrialized sector? What is the strength means? What is the tenacity, malleability, ductility? Because they are used in roads, so you can understand that. Most of the time, huh? please. And my next question is that because of their uh, values in the industry and in the edible side, you know, if something is grown, in a mineral state, in the mineral uh, where they are found like uh, they are good in Afghanistan, the best in Afghanistan and the grapes are good in uh, France. Oh, you are saying in terms of geographical uh, no, marker. Huh? Because uh, if they get a better food from the soil. Huh, I understand. So, you essentially what he is saying is that uh, in some certain things grow uh, much better or of much better quality or of much better flavor in certain areas like Assam tea or Hapus mangoes. So uh, then the medicine value will increase. So how far we are uh, to that extent uh, to ascertain uh, their medicinal value and industrial and the edible value? See the whole purpose of my talk was to encourage more research. Uh, bring uh, awareness and, and let people uh, you know come to this and I, I can talk about at least five more areas where uh, more research because those 
substances or plants were used in India indigenously at one time. I mentioned uh, cotton and Indian short staple cotton is uh, a story which uh, actually is uh, such that at one time British nearly finished the Indian uh, short staple cotton from existence. But somehow, somewhere some seeds survived otherwise the difference was that Indians used to work uh, and build that uh, cloth by hand and still they were so skilled that they were able to produce muslin which was having up to 2000 threads. Just to contrast with all modern technology when they have tried to revive that muslin they have reached only 600 threads as of now and that's why we hear those stories that you know royalty in Europe used to and uh, recorded debates are there in Roman uh, senates actually uh, that our all our gold is going to India because everybody all fashionable ladies are only wanting Indian clothes. So, it is equivalent to the way we you know uh, yearn for uh, Yves Saint Laurent and all those uh, clothes now. So, that was the, the power of India. And when I say the power of India, why was that power? Because you had such mastery of that technology. It was not just because you were having uh, some cotton and you were just growing. No, you were growing it to the level where nobody was able to match it. You are not able to match it yourself. They say no, that uh, entire, um, uh, uh, what do you call? Sari. Not sari, sir. Th uh, thaan is the word which we use. Uh, 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 you know, bundle of cloth could pass through a ring and it used to be transparent to the extent that uh, ladies will always wear it in a very multi-layered fashion. It was so light on the body, etc, etc. In fact, Chinese sir, uh, Chinese silk is a separate story. I am talking about cotton. <laughs> silk is a separate story. So, okay, we will touch upon cotton in little more detail. When British came to India, they saw this and they came essentially first to you know find the route and take the goods and just eliminate the middleman. Then the next step was why let's grab the land itself. Then they found uh, that because after all when even then Indian goods were growing to Britain, there was British indigenous industry. So the workers uh, created a strike in Britain. And in 1724, there was a calico. So, calico is another part, you know, the western coast produced calico and eastern coast used to produce muslin. And that was a more common cloth and this was more, you know, finer cloth, etc. etc. But that was more abundant cloth. And <coughs> muslin weavers were right up to Banaras, Murshidabad, Mujaffarpur, etc. So, it's a very, very wide area. So, they, they came up with the Calico Act in 1724 if I am not mistaken, whereby they banned and in the interim period by 1757 they had caught hold of India, then they started eliminating Indians, then they started eliminating Indian cottons, they started breaking Indian gins and weaving mills and whatever loot they had from India, they started investing in developing those machineries for cotton where at least they could you know. Uh, make uh, the weaving and spinning uh, mechanized through steam and all and uh, subsequently they started exporting it back to India taking raw material from you but not your indigenous raw material but the long staple cotton which they brought. So 
cotton is another substance like oil which has gone through a lot of politics the the egyptians were uh, were uh, you know uh, were colonized because of the egyptian cotton in same period they were right at their doorstep india was yet far away one more observation <clears throat> this my main line of work is not remote sensing but on remote sensing when we were doing a little bit of work found this weed all around uh, areas where they, it was an infected uh, farm and that is what i was interested which in. weed this particular weed this cannabis or whatever oh, farm, hemp whatever. hemp to my surprise i found in areas where the crop was almost over because of some kind of infestation this nothing, is uh, nothing I, happened my to point this exactly my point could exactly my my suspect is it could have well be a good weedicide or pesticide or insecticide i did not want to make uh, you know kind of leap of faith kind of conjectures but uh, i have a feeling that answer lies that genetically because plant of a certain nature to compensate for that nature it has evolved in certain way which has given it certain strengths etc etc but i'll leave all that good work to uh, people who are experts in botany not a, not a single yellow leaf but it's a very very important observation thank you very much and you know to 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 basically get that wheat uh, the red wheat which cattle used to eat uh, you know so that they become fat and give more beef uh, the, the the with that came another wonderful thing called gajar ghas in india in 61 we had no gajar ghas in india now there is no part of india where this weed is not available and it is one of the most virulent most damaging and most uh, you know baddest kind of uh, wheat it is equivalent to inviting ravana home for dinner that kind of weed <laughs> gajar ghas gajar gajar is as nutritious no no no, no. gajar ghas is the only the name given uh, not carrot huh? it it's having another name ha huh? well ma'am that is the least of our worries coming from that quarter <laughs> if it was only that much ha huh? so very eye opener for us i mean this kind of a marijuana all is discussed in a hush hush voice but you have made it very open my question is is there any spiritual dimension to this uh, plant because actually uh, there are many substances which have uh, this kind of uh, psychotropic effect and uh, those uh, elements are uh, there in many cultures so for instance magic mushroom now magic mushroom is a buzzword probably there are different mushrooms which are used by american indians over the entire americas and they do create certain effect on human beings in general but without going into too much detail of it they actually create altered state of consciousness so alternate uh, uh, altered state uh, state of consciousness uh, uh, any anybody would like to hazard a guess which are the other things which produce altered state of consciousness i, I, 
Ayahuasca among South Indian, South American uh, tribal naked populations actually gives one visions of Mother Earth coming and healing bodies. Yeah, but uh, my I, I was actually uh, hoping uh, that people will say LSD, which used to produce uh, these alternate altered state of consciousness and uh, what we call cross sensory kind of experiences. So people would start seeing the music or hearing the paintings kind of. Uh, again, uh, I have. Uh, only seen some videos of the people uh, in where either people have acted out in the movies the way <laughs> it affects the human beings or actually a uh, few of actual effect of LSD and a lot of experiments happened with LSD during early 60s and during the war. My overall submission in this is that India while medicants have used some of these substances. Uh, generally, the Indian approach to producing altered state of consciousness was through your own efforts and meditation and it has been hugely successful. In fact, people I have read, uh, people uh, say that um, what is the difference between uh, druggy and a yogi? They say that uh, while uh, druggy swim, uh, sinks, a yogi keeps swimming, he is able to handle it and those people you know they start with whatever they have in mind but they get suckered into that paradigm. So a very interesting question but sir totally a very different area uh, because essentially uh, I have one very very overall uh, uh, you know because uh, the hair, the talks which we produce uh, in this forum are uh, in certain direction. But if we Indians, we have gone through, I mean some of the senior people here definitely would have gone through that cycles where India was a poor and hungry India and we had absolutely nothing. And uh, that generation has actually worked for us to see where we are, but we still are a very poor and hungry India. And we need to first and foremost, because a hungry man is ready to do anything. We have seen that when British produced Bengal famines, people were uh, ready to sell their uh, children, uh, the sons and daughters also. We have to come out of that paradigm by being uh, non-dependent. Actually, at some point, some interest prevented you from using this plant or many other plants for your own interest, which was part of your traditional knowledge systems. And this is only one. There would be many if we apply our mind. I am only firing the warning shot. I don't have enough knowledge. I am neither a botanist nor I am a medical practitioner nor <laughs> I have expertise on making concrete. But I have, I am a student of, uh, you know, patterns basically. So I have seen, I have observed this pattern. And once I have observed this pattern in context of hemp, I observed this pattern in other contexts also. Recently, I have come across a message which says that America, they have, uh, they are, uh, I mean, approved a medicine out of this, uh, which is uh, used, which is to be used for intractable type of epilepsy. 
पॉसिबिलिटी ऑफ एनी डेरेवेटिव मैरिवाना फॉर एनी मेडिकल कंडीशन स्पेसिफिकली इफ इट इज मोर सीरियस नेचर लाइक एपलेप्सी और एग्जामर और पार्किसन और कैंसर should uh, do a very thorough investigation personally and get very convinced uh, you know but there is you, enough support have you come across any ayurvedic reference to this uh, not to my knowledge but i am sure uh, there can be rahul would you like to ha uh, ha uh, uh, i also don't have an answer but ayurveda has been very comprehensive and who knows uh, there could be a One point I did want to make on your uh, you didn't cover plastic. If you can cover yeah, yeah, you are mentioning it, and I think uh, plastic uh, piece and one interesting uh, video I had seen about exchange about uh, the invasive species, Parthenium grass that you mentioned. Uh, there is actually research in uh, in the U.S. region uh, with invasive species, and that there are native plants of a certain region which. Uh, through root systems and release of chemicals, actually fight back invasive. Fight species. back the invasive ones. Yeah, yeah. So there are. So my feeling um, is, you know, the chid in all the Almora region, everything has been wiped out. I don't know if it is invasive or, you know, it seems invasive to me. It's taken over everything, leading to forest fires, all of that. I have found in my general observation, instinct-wise or by observation, that shisham is seeming to fight back. प्लास्टिक theme would be something like this that uh, where does plastic come from generally comes out of petrochemicals so as you start moving away from petrochemicals and uh, i have feeling that this paradigm is approaching us very fast and it is very threatening to certain corners of the world so it will create very strong opposition to this also the way you know animal when it's in death throes uh, it creates violent movements uh once it is on us we will shift to those pattern for instance if we can produce paper out of hemp we can probably produce such papers also which will be used in packaging what is the use of plastic essentially use of pl- plastic is born out of two things one a mentality to milk profits at any cost which is grounded in 
एडम स्मिथ वेल्थ ऑफ नेशन किनेशियन इकोनॉमी एंड प्रोटेस्टेंट एथिक्स इन जनरल इट्स अ पैटर्न एंड द अदर मेंटेलिटी व्हिच इज यूज एंड थ्रो बाय अगेन व्हाट इज द बिग डील यू नो कंज्यूम सो बोथ दीज आर नॉन इंडिजिनस थॉट्स इफ यू विल मूव बैक टू योर इंडिजिनस थॉट्स यू विल हैव प्रॉब्ली मेनी ऑफ द आंसर्स I am not bold enough to say, but uh, probably all answers. So, uh, plastic essentially is born out of this uh, that uh, live now, pay later kind of mentality, devil may care kind of mentality. Why I can afford it uh, kind of mentality. So, once that mentality changes, uh, many things change. After all, even US used to have your uh, glass bottles. Then they changed to you know those cans, uh, glass bottles, recyclable cans were not, so on and so forth. Then My question is actually about up. the next steps. You know, we all know we are sort of on the same page with mm -hmm. what has to be done. That law needs to be amended quite clearly. So my question ah. is: have, have you, if not you, has anyone who's interested taken it up with, say, organization like Center for Science mm -hmm. and Environment? If they claim to be really for the environment, do we have any genuine NGOs which care about the environment? Because this is one of the I think, uh, solutions. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, I interrupted so, you. Please finish your question. Is there any move? Is, is there, are there any organizations thinking about it? Because we have a current government which is at least favorably inclined to listen. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. Uh, 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 I'll tell you my perspective. First and foremost, such work should be done by those who are qualified for this. So it should be done by agencies like CDRI and and similar uh, ones, uh, you know, and uh, like Ministry of Ayush, which is specifically focused on indigenous knowledge traditions oriented towards medicinal uses. He is asking me very specific question, which is that why don't we legalize? And he is asking from perspective of recreational use. I individually will never endorse such a view. Laws are made by a very common understanding and common agreement. How does a common agreement or understanding reached? It is reached by building awareness and consistency. If we don't have the knowledge about our plants, our knowledge traditions, or our uh, uh, you know uh, the facts of the matter, or the due deliberation. Then whatever decision we will take will be a half-baked decision, and we have taken a series of half-baked decision in past. Uh, anybody, uh, because this is a very august, uh, uh, you know, gathering here, will be able to quote five examples, ten examples. So I would simply say that if marijuana is to be legalized for recreational purpose, there has to be some rules around it, but there is some case. For some relaxation, is all I can say. Bhang falls under Excise Act, and marijuana falls under narcotic substances in India. Difference is the kind of law, the way law will deal with you if they found you with bhang or if they found you with marijuana. So there is a there is a physical impact on it, and there is a physical impact of an of of this substance on you with increasing usage and dosage. And then there is a legal aspect to it. So uh, that is where I would leave.